You're listening to nothing important. Please enjoy the show. for Dave uh, to get on the horn. Um, have you ever heard of Galloping Ghost? Galloping Ghost. Galloping Ghost is this uh, video game arcade not too far away from where I live. It's actually more of a, I'd say like interactive museum. It's $20 all you can play. They don't sell beer or food or anything like that. But uh, it, it's literally hundreds and hundreds of uh, stand-up arcade games. All you can play, all on free play until awesome. like 2 in the morning. Awesome. Yeah, it was. It was pretty cool. Dave, uh, Dave kind of handed my ass to me in NFL Blitz, though, and <laughs> NBA Jam, I think. <laughs> I I totally believe that. But uh, it is literally just about any arcade game you could think of um, they had there. which, which They even had like a Beavis and Butthead game, which is like the loudest <laughs> arcade game I've ever played in my life. I don't even remember that being like an actual thing. Yeah, I, I didn't either. I knew there was, like, a game for, like, the computer, and that there was, like, a, the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis games. But, yeah. like, yeah, I guess there's actually a Beavis and Butthead arcade game. Uh, oh, hold on, there's Dave. All right, Dave, you on? Oh, it's coming down like cats and dogs outside, I'll tell you what. Is Whoa. it? Okay, awesome. Uh, I was telling... I was telling um, so I guess just to pick back up, one, two, three. So I was telling Jeff about our mandate to uh, Gallop and Ghost last night. You mean your mandate many... to make me go to Galloping Ghost last night? <laughs> yes, I did. I did call Dave, and because uh, I, I was like, I live right down the street from this place, and I've been talking about going there. And yesterday, I for whatever reason, I guess I just decided to pull the trigger, and it's like, all right, tonight's the night I'm going. I called Dave. Dave uh, pissed off his girlfriend, so he come hang out with me. So you're saying that it became a mandate instead of a mandate? Yes, mm-hmm, indeed. He mandated well, it, a mandate. It was, I did. I did. And uh, how many? How many? Video games, would you say, are at this place? Hundreds. Hundreds. Hundreds of just awesome old school, like everything from like the Popeye arcade game to... Uh, I don't man, think... I don't know, Ninja Tur- I can't name a game that I didn't see mm. from growing up. You know... Interesting. Uh, I, I, I can. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but do you guys remember the Aerosmith shooting game? <laughs> yeah um i do i absolutely remember that yeah um yeah. crap what the hell was it i trying to remember what the actual game was called aerosmith shooting game yes no, gun, it, it, gun, it a, guns in an elevator <laughs> no it was revolution x <laughs> yeah that's right revolution revolution. That, that is right, revolution <laughs> right. X. was that like was that a chuck e cheeses or something it was probably it was everywhere back in the day. They yeah. even made a uh, Super Nintendo version with the Super Scope Six. Wow! But you Tilt, see CDs. I remember we played it at Tilt all the time. Well, we didn't yeah. play it; we saw it all the time. Yeah, that was that was quite possibly the only game that I could think of that they didn't have there. Uh, Dave and I played Alter Beast. Uh, Dave handed my ass to me in uh, NFL Blitz mm-hmm. and NBA Jam. Yep. I, I still I still feel he got lucky. NBA Jam uh, I won with a last minute three pointer though. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. As it should be. It's NBA Jam. Right. right. He's on fire. Rest assured, though, it was a moral victory, though, on my part. Right. Right. (laughs) But really, (laughs) it it was a great it was a great time. And that that got me thinking, like, um, how nice it is that it actually didn't serve beer. You know, because nowadays, like, barcades and all that are, are big deals. And right. you go to places and it's a bar and, you know, you pay $8 for some import or some local craft brew that nobody gives a shit about. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and they, they have, like, six six games on free play, right? So they're a barcade because, you know, they have, like, a, a bank of six games or whatever. Some of them don't play. even have it on free play. You still got to pay, like, 75 cents oh, or a dollar. One, oh. one moment. Danielle's on the phone. Oh, one moment, thanks. David Jeff, Danielle Pinnock is on the phone. Danielle, thanks for talking to Nothing Important. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Thanks for having me. Hi. Hi. So glad to have you. This is like what, like the fourth or fifth time we've we've tried to chat with you now. <laughs> well, you, you know what happened? See, when we when we first started getting to the point to where we could interview uh, people, I would have a habit of hanging hanging up the phone, and then we kind of started doing okay for that for a while. And then uh, you came along, and it took us five tries to connect. So maybe we're back in our old ways, and I apologize. It must be my crazy Jersey number. Awesome. Well, Danielle, you you are a fellow Chicagoan. I love Chicago. We actually just, uh, my husband and I moved to L.A. last year, and I miss it so much. <laughs> Oh, even with all the even with all the snow and everything, you you miss it. Hey, I don't really miss the snow as much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing like a Chicago summer. Exactly. That's very true. So, Danielle, uh, we we were just talking about. I, I don't know if you heard about them, but uh, uh, Galloping Ghost Arcade in uh, just out in the the west suburbs of Chicago. Have you ever been? Have you ever heard of it? No. Oh, see, that was my clever attempt at a segue. I was going to ask you what your favorite arcade game was. <laughs> you could still ask her that. <laughs> well, I would say that my favorite game just in general is Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, <laughs> awesome. All right. Yeah, I love Sonic, those gold coins. I can play that <laughs> time. Nice. I'm just waiting for somebody to get me my little fake and it's just hooked up one day. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Way cool. Um, so uh, you're you're kind of all over the place. Your your career as a as an actor and such is is you're relative relatively new. You know, been at it a few years, but man, you've been had a, a one woman show. You're on. Uh, you've been on Young Sheldon and and Workaholics and Get Shorty and uh, this this is us. Um, there's a lot of heavy hitters in there. For such a a short career, like, uh, what what is your secret? How can we be like Danielle? <laughs> to be honest, I the secret is just ten years of theater training. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was oh, doing. Fair enough. So I was doing theater for a very long time um, in New York as well as in uh, Philadelphia and overseas. And Chicago was really the bridge for me when I first started auditioning for television. And I'm so glad that I did. And I, at first I was very afraid. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to look like. What, I don't, am I good enough? I'm not sure. And my agent said, Stuart Town, they said, you know, just try it and see what happens. You're trained. You've been doing, you've been acting forever. Just see what happens. And thank God I did. Cause the first thing I booked was, uh, this is us. 
And I have just been having a blast here in Los Angeles ever since. That is that is absolutely absolutely wonderful. It's uh, uh this is us. Uh, do do you keep uh keep up with the show in the present day? All that good stuff. I like, sure do. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am caught up crying every episode. <laughs> right? Okay, I was going to ask you about that. I was going to ask you as somebody who's been involved with this show. Is this specifically designed to make people cry? Because I feel like that's the entire point of the show. <laughs> I know. It's like every week I'm like, they're not going to get me. They're not going to get me. It's fine. And then without fail, something happens and the tears are streaming. I don't know how they do it. Every time. <laughs> every Every time, and of course you're on Young Sheldon, which is uh, Young Sheldon, which is uh, the the prequel to The Big Bang Theory. But it's it's quite a it's quite a departure from The Big Bang Theory, which is like a three camera with a, a laugh track or audience. Sorry, I'm asking. I, I, well, I don't know. They say yeah. it's a live audience. So, and, and but yours is like more of a single camera, more uh, more like Malcolm in the Middle type uh, type comedy. Like there's no laugh track. Really is. Yeah, absolutely. So when you get involved with a uh, something like a prequel to such a hugely successful TV show, you know, Big Big Bang Theory has been like the number one sitcom for however many years. What's it like being now a part of that entire story and something that's so beloved by by millions? To be honest, uh, the entire thing is quite unreal, and I don't even think <laughs> like sometimes I feel like I need to be snapped out of. <laughs> out of it because even just walking on set, I'm like, oh wow! So I'm here with Ian Armitage, who I love, in Big Little Lies, Zoe Perry, who is the daughter of Jeff Perry and Lori Metcalf. You know, so it's a very surreal experience. I mean, even the entire audition process, um, it was untitled, so and it was very kept very secret. So my mm-hmm. the same day audition for me, my manager called me that morning, uh, Frank Gonzalez, and he said, can you be at CBS in two, three hours? And I said, you know what? Sure. Let's do it. It was pilot season. And this was my 35th audition. Oh, my <laughs> God. Wow. Pilot season. It's my final audition. Um, I said, yeah, sure. Let's see. It wasn't that many sides. So I said, okay, cool. And I went in and felt very good about it, but I still had no idea what the project was. And mm-hmm. I got cast that evening. The next day was the read through, and I get there, and it's John Favreau, Chuck Lorde, Jim Parsons, Ian Armitage, Zoe Perry, Lance Barber. So I was like, "What's happening? This feels very Big Bang Theory." Um, and then they told kind of everyone at the table, "Read, hey, everyone, this is the prequel we're doing, uh, Young Sheldon." And I just let out the biggest scream. But they just they didn't want to freak anyone out. So it was very private with a lot of the Big Bang Theory writers on the Friday. And then Monday was the big CBS table read. And I was just, you could have just pinched me. I wouldn't even have said <laughs> <laughs> It was so surreal. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sure that's, that's such a crazy uh, feeling, you know, like you've studied for years and you, you, you know, now you're making the big push to make it. And then, uh, and then on a few hour notice, all of a sudden, now you're in a room with some of the biggest names in television. Yeah, I, I listen. I think if they told me before, I would have been, I would have just been so stressed. <laughs> I would have been so stressed, but I'm so glad I had no clue what was happening. 
<laughs> and then what was it like when they said like, Hey, you're, you're going to be a part of this. You got, you got the job, you got the gig, you're Miss Ingram. What, what was that feeling like? I was in a huge sigh of relief because I wasn't, you know, pilot season, to be honest, I wasn't expecting anything uh, last year when I did it. I, I was just trying to, I went into each audition just saying, you know, I may not get it, but I'm making new connections. I'm meeting new people. I'm meeting new casting people. So I really tried my best to put my best foot forward at mm -hmm. every single audition, whether that was a self-tape I had to do at one o'clock in the morning to send back to my agents in Chicago <laughs> or whatever the case was. I just was having a lot of fun, um, but had no clue that it would be, you know, my pilot season would end with this kind of monumental project. So, I, I mean, for any artist, I would just say just stay the course because you never know what you're walking into. <laughs> you never know. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, uh, lastly, I, I want to ask you about your one one woman show because I, I find that super interesting. We've we've uh, been fortunate enough to talk to a bunch of artists, whether they're musicians or actors or uh, you know some people that have written uh, you know bestseller books and such. And um, yeah, uh, I, I guess I've never talked to anybody who's done like a, a one person show. So, kind of walk us through the process of developing and creating a one person show because I. I, I honestly, I've I've never been to one, but from my understanding, you have to you have to portray and develop several characters that you will act out as as yourself. So, could you talk us a little bit about your one woman show, uh, Body Courage? Absolutely. Um, the show actually started as my dissertation for my master's at Birmingham School of Acting in the UK, and we were tasked with trying to talk about something that we felt very passionate about. And I wanted to focus on the topic of body image specifically uh, so people in the industry could kind of see <laughs> uh, what we go through as actors. I'm a plus size African-American woman. Um, and body image has kind of been a generational uh, theme in my family as well. I come from a huge Jamaican family. Jamaican on the mom, dad, grandma, all of it. Uh, so... I said, you know what, I'm going to go out, I'm going to interview a couple people, and then just bring their stories to the stage as them. And I had a great dialect coach, his name is Jack Wallace, and we really just worked on a range of characters. I mean, like, the, uh, we had a Northern Irish priest that I interviewed, and uh, an Olympian from Mumbai that missed the Olympics by just a decimal of points. Um, a trans surgeon, her, her name is Dr. Marcy Bowers, uh, the first plus size um, actress to be accepted into a graduate program in San Francisco. Her name is Latifah Holder. So I just interviewed a bunch of different voices, different ages, races, occupations, and I just brought their stories to the stage, and it was a hit. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> wow. such a sensitive topic lots of people <laughs> you, you know you know it is um about a year ago we had uh charlie coons I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him he, he was on community and uh he also like on the uh on the guy side of it he he does uh some very uh like male body positive uh uh work as as well so it, it seems like a, a lot of people are really um kind of trying to bring bring that to like like to to the main to the mainstream to like you know put it out there that um, you know, some, sometimes you just have to reflect and, you know, and like be happy with who you are and like, you know, but you might want to reevaluate some things too. You know, it's so true. And that's the thing, I think the biggest misconception with body image 
overall is that people think it's just a women's issue. It's just for women. But I mean, men, they go through so many things. <laughs> uh, on my journey to interviewing, I mean, I interviewed in the course of five years over 350 people. Um, and it was just to see what everyone had, um, all the kind of things that people felt about their bodies that were very similar. And uh, it was it was an incredible uh, opportunity to just work on that project. And also when those people came to see the show as well, too, to see themselves, how I portrayed them, they would bring their families. Um and then I also, in that play, uh, told my story about what it was like growing up in the Jamaican household with my grandma, who was super Christian, super religious, like Bible, <laughs> saint, um, and my mom, and what that kind of is in my journey to finding out what people meant to me. Uh, but it's it's hilarious, and kind of, I go into, like, my who my grandma is as a person, and she's just a really, she's a very small, like, four, nine, maybe five foot, but just was so terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, so I transitioned to all of those different characters. It's a, it's, it's a very, it's a physical task doing that kind of work. Um, and I, I think especially because I am a plus size woman, people were kind of shocked. Like, Oh wow. You, you're on stage for 90 minutes. Wow. You didn't miss a beat. And some people as well, like, hey, you know, I may be curvier, but I can do this. You know, it's right. Like, <laughs> I can do a bunch of different things. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's wonderful. So, um, so I mean, you you've done um so much, right? Like, and it's been kind of uh, just kind of snowballing for you. So, what what's next? What what's what's coming down the line for Danielle Pinnock? Absolutely. Um. Well, this. Month, well, actually, in March 1st, I am in Scandal. <laughs> I'm making an appearance with, right. uh, with Kerry Washington, and it's a really special episode because it's the How to Get Away with Murder Scandal uh, connection. They're merging shows. <laughs> so I will, I will be both with Viola Davis and Kerry Washington, and it was just a blast. This uh, March, I'll be hosting a podcast called Shook. Uh, dealing with performers and mental health. And I want to kind of figure out, like, why is it that I have so many friends that are still with depression or anxiety, um, and I want to just talk to them. And I have a lot of friends that are comedians as well that came out of Second City, and I just want to get to the root of those things and see what's going on. Well, you know, if you if you ever uh, if you ever feel like you need to talk to a bunch of no name podcasters who probably have issues themselves, you can always give us a call because we're friends now. <laughs> yeah, we fit that profile very nicely. Thank you. So you, mm-hmm. yep. you know what I mean, and break that stigma of like what mental illness is because I think in the, the community it's just so in the industry it's so prevalent and no one's really talking about it. You know, it's either like oh let me just get a drink and not deal with it, but. I just want, I want to do, figure out, like, what's going on? Like, why is this so prevalent in our community? And it could... It, so that'll be amazing. It, it, it could possibly be the subject of your next of your next one-woman show. <laughs> exactly. No, truly, though. So I'm super excited about that, and I've been interviewing this month, and I'm really excited for uh, to release it next month. I'm, I can't wait. Very cool. Awesome. Well... We'll, we'll definitely make sure to keep an eye out for it. Uh, we wish you nothing but success, and I am so glad that we finally got to connect. It was, it was very great talking to you, and um, 
uh, you know, the guys and I, I'm sure, wish you nothing but success. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you all for having me on the show. This was awesome. And it's so great to connect with you guys. Uh, thank you, Danielle. You have a wonderful evening. And, uh, you know, when you when you come back to Chicago, drop, a, drop us a line. Yes, I sure will. Have a good night. Thank you. Have a good one, Danielle. You're listening to Nothing Important. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> she is so bubbly. Yeah, that was yeah, very just ball of energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. so that was it was nice and refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, I, I think a lot of times like when we talk to people, we're probably like their tenth interview of the day. Right. Right. Um What do you mean we're not priority like... podcast, son? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um yeah, you know, it only took us five tries to get her on, but I'm so glad she did. You know, uh, she seems to really care about like, uh, you know, um, body issues and such, and she seems to have, um, say, almost like a like a higher, not like a higher calling, but more of an insightful purpose, if if that makes sense. Like, you know, she's doing the whole acting thing, but between the body conscious thing and interviewing 350 people, and uh, now she's kind of delving into uh, the whole mental illness issue. She uh, she seems like she definitely has. Um, she wants to be more than uh, just an entertainer. It seems almost like she wants to be like a voice or an authority on on a lot of uh, spokes lot of spokeswoman. Maybe I don't know about authority, but spokesperson. Yeah, but yeah, that's perhaps. cool uh, that someone actually wants. I mean, it's people talk behind the backs and post on Facebook thoughts and prayers and do whatever they want uh, mm-hmm. all the time. You know, it's it takes a rare person to actually stand up and actually start talking about things and right. putting it yeah. away that. Uh, you know, like the, a one-woman show is a very novel way to display something uh, to a community or, you know, to the world. That's that's awesome that she's taking the time to do that. Yeah, and she's launching right. a podcast, so she's entering supreme nerddom as well. <laughs> yes. Right. yes. Yep. Mm. Absolutely. But uh, so we're glad that Danielle came on our show. We'll make sure to check out her podcast. Check her out on uh, Young Sheldon and uh, keep an eye on her and see what she's doing uh, in the future. But uh, speaking of Supreme uh, Nerdin, Dave. Yes. Um, Hi, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let, let's uh, let's get back to Gal from Ghost Arcade that we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. I guess um, what what I was touching on before uh, Danielle called in is that um, what what I thought was great about I think you and I were were talking about this last night is that you know there, there's barcades and their whole shtick is like. Hey, come have these like craft beers that are just like imitations of like more successful beers and try and play like these six video games. But th- this place has none of that. They don't. They don't have a kitchen. I think you could buy like a candy bar if you wanted it. Yeah. But uh, it, it, it it was actually awesome that it was something that was open till two in the morning, but there was no alcohol uh, involved at all. And I was thinking about that because my comment was like you kind of have to have that many games if you're not going to have alcohol i guess because a lot of people when you yeah. talk about these arcades like well you know have some have some booze and it'll bring people in but i mean they have so many like how you have time to have a beer if you're right <laughs> like hundreds of video games like i would just it play is, half a game and leave and go start another game yeah <laughs> i mean we have one here in town uh, a barcade and they've probably got about 40 games or so and it's not mm. too bad uh our mutual friend Travis and I went there uh, a little bit ago, and what do we beat? Avengers and Ninja Turtles. Nice. Beginning mm-hmm. to end. Nice. Awesome. Um, but uh, to yeah, to have a beer sitting there, if you're actually playing the game, 
it's like for the 30 second break between levels. Right. Like right after you beat <laughs> right. the boss while you're they're doing the screenshots and then a couple of other things show up. That's the only time you have to chug. Right. Right. It's almost exactly. more of a I would, I, would, I well I don't really drink, but I would consider it more of an encumbrance than an enhancement. Mm. But I also right. yeah. have well, never in my life been good at video games drunk. So <laughs> <laughs> But I mean yeah, it was just I, it was pretty pretty incredible and it's just the nostalgia just going back to uh Brian and I grew up in a, a small town with a bowling alley that had four video games and mm. we saw those old games and that was like the first game I ran to and and before we get out of here uh, a couple things of note is uh year four first guest of uh, year four Robbie Lakeman uh, Donkey Kong world champion we saw uh you know they had a little plaque for him over the Donkey Kong machine because he, he is the king right king uh King Kong and and then um also his pac-man record yeah he he actually has the world record for the game super pac-man so it was kind of cool that oh, really hmm. you know i'm like hey you know we talked to that guy yeah <laughs> and then of course we talked to bruce campbell and then today uh danielle pinnock and i'm always uh working on getting more guests here on the nothing important podcast and of course our other podcast uh plumbus among us and it's all good men i think uh for it's all good men i'm dangerously close to getting somebody that we've been trying to get for years and years and years so uh I'm trying to make that happen. Uh trying to make that happen here sometimes in, is the, it, in the is coming it the, weeks. Is it Hector Salamanca? Oh, Uncle Tio? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, but Wait I don't want to say who it is. I, I don't want to say who it is. I don't want to say who it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say who it is because I'll definitely jinx it for sure. Um, yes. Okay. But anyway. Uh, anyone out there listening, thank you so much for listening to the Nothing Important Podcast. And of course, our other, we were kind of in a weird situation where, like, one, we didn't record the final episode for Plumus Among Us. And then also, It's All Good Man, Better Call Saul, doesn't start until, like, the end of the freaking year. Right. And then who knows when Rick and Morty is going to start up again. So for those two podcasts, there's such a large gap. Uh, and we we, we got to start figuring out ways to fill the gaps. But we'll do that for you so guys. Here's, uh, mainly here, because. Here's the thing about Rick and Morty is it's already been. The season's already been made, but it's in another dimension. Mm-hmm. Ah, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Uh, Whatever, that, noob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk shit the whole time, and all of a sudden you're Captain Rick and Morty. For shame, Dave. Don't be a bandwagon <laughs> writer. Don't be a bandwagon writer. You know, I, th- I think it was the poet Taylor Swift that uh, said... Um, Wait, no, that was haters gonna hate. I thought there was like a faker's gonna fake, but I guess that's uh, not really she true did either. say haters gonna hate, 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 and play is gonna play, 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 play. Whatever, play. I'm like Jay Z and just brush so it off my she's shoulder. She's just gonna shake, 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 shake it off, shake it off, shake it off, indeed. Uh, and with that, Dave, you can stop recording. <laughs> Be sure to follow Nothing Important online at nothingimportantpodcast.com. Find us on iTunes, on Twitter at NotImportantPC, and you can also find us on Facebook. Nothing Important is recorded with help from Third City Sound in Joliet, Illinois. Thanks for being awesome.